Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined in studio by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And we're covering a litany of Broncos topics here on the show today as the Broncos near and getting back out on the field out at the UC Health Training Center. And we'll start off talking about Von Miller. He talked earlier this week with media, covered a variety of topics. We'll circle some of the takeaways and we'll also circle back to Monday. Juwan James opting out and the right tackle said there was a false narrative about him last year, i.e. his knee injuries. How does Vic Fangio respond? We'll discuss that. We'll discuss depth options at left tackle and right tackle now that James is gone for the year and looking forward here uh, what the Broncos are up to going forward as August is getting underway and in full swing. So, Ryan, we'll start off with Vaughn Miller and uh, new haircut, new hairdo, and he talked at length with the media earlier this week. What were some of your main takeaways from that conversation? Well, it's good to join you, Kyle. And, and my, let's start off with the hairdo. Speaking from experience, Vaughn is fighting a losing battle, and so I would just cut it all off. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so he's going bald. As, gotcha. Yeah, okay. As I tweeted during Vaughn's video conference, which was probably about 20 minutes, he, he should have been sitting on a therapist couch because he was opening a couple veins. And, you know, I, you know, the things that stood out to me was he had COVID back in mid April. And he said, once he got negative tests, it was two to three weeks before he really felt his wind getting back and before he could train very, um, you know, very intensely. How that relates to now, to me, that's sort of a barometer if a player gets it, you know, during camp or during the season. You know, I think it's going to be a minimum two games you miss, then you got to build yourself back up, and you could be looking at a quarter of the season gone. I think that's another reason why these players, and I'll knock on wood like Vic Fangio said, hey, so far they've only had Andrew Beck placed on, placed on the COVID list as of, uh, Wednesday, what time is it? 2.30. So, uh, but if somebody does come down with a positive test, you're looking at a two to three to four week deal. You know, as for Vaughn, I, you know, he took, yeah, he, it was it was like he was taking stock of his career. And he's year 10 right now. And I think what, what, what it comes down to is he didn't have the kind of offseason he, he's normally used to, which is being Vaughn Miller which is traveling to big events, which is making commercials. So instead of sitting around, he said, I'm going to start training. And he said, I'm going to train every day, train as hard as I can. You know, the, you know, the results, you know, look good. He's dropped some weight. He feels that'll make him better. You know, the but the results will be, you know, in the pudding here coming December, if he can get back to that double digit sack thing. And you know, I thought the leadership stuff made for good copy, made for good quotes, but you know, the leader on this defense it's Kareem Jackson, it's Bradley Chubb, it's Todd Davis, uh, it's Von Miller. There's more than one leader, but you know what I what I felt most of all from Von's comments was, "Hey, this contract is easy to get out of after this year if you're the Broncos and you want to move on from Miller." Right. And I've I've felt that Von wants to be a one team guy. I think that's more important to him than a lot of other players. So I think he sees that, hey. He has to be better in 2020 so he can get to 2021 so that he can play the back nine of his career with the Broncos. And, 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 and for him to feel that's important, that's his prerogative. And there's not a lot of guys who would probably uh, have that as a goal. But if you're a Bronco fan, you should, uh, you should embrace that. Yeah, and I think my biggest takeaway, like you said, the leadership comments made for great copy, etc. Uh, my opinion, 
Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, probably Bradley Chubb too, now that he's fully healthy again. They're really the heart and soul of this defense. Now, Vaughn is is the mainstay, of course, but like you said, he knows he needs to get back in that double-digit sack category, you know, in, in the, the Vaughnster category, whereas last year, especially in, in rushing the quarterback, he was really muted at points during the season. You know, people are saying, well, when you get Chubb back, that'll increase Vaughn's numbers. Not necessarily, because... The first quarter of the season, when Chubb was healthy, Vaughn wasn't doing much as a pass rusher anyways. But the key is getting Bradley Chubb back healthy. You know, once you get into the season, he proves that he's still, you know, he's the effective Bradley Chubb of his rookie year. Then, de- then offenses are going to have to, you know, place a tight end on Chubb's side. And at that point, it's up for Vaughn Miller to beat one-on-ones. And that's what you got to do to get Saxon. So that's what he has done throughout his career. And he's going he's to get some of those favorable matchups if Chubb is back fully healthy. Then, folks, first in Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Moving on with the show here, Juwan James opting out becomes the second Broncos player to opt out following following Kyle Pecco, of course, this one a little bit more notable of an opt-out for the Broncos. Now, James signed that big money deal prior to last offseason, and 2019 did not go swimmingly. He started just three games, didn't finish any of them due to recurring knee injuries. And Brian, you and I talked about this, kind of took a shot at Vic Fangio when he tweeted about opting out, and he described the false narrative surrounding his injuries last year now of course James basically refused to talk to the media uh the latter half of the season and as he was dealing with all this so we were mostly kept in the dark from James himself and really had only to go on what Vic Fangio was saying and Vic Fangio uh, often critical at times would you say you know Vic responded to this earlier in the week Ryan seemed like he took the high road a little bit in response to that shot by James he did and, and I'll start with Vic's response before we get into my opinion uh, Vic was asked, hey, you know, the false narrative part of the statement um, that, you know, seemed to be directed at you. Was there a disconnect between the team and James about his injuries last year? And did that play into him opting out? Vic said he didn't feel that had any factor in it. Said he had several conversations with James during the offseason. He was training to have a bounce back season after going only 63 snaps last year. Okay. James opting out. He puts out the statement, he's got a newborn, had a friend, uh, family member hospitalized. Okay, fine, that's your decision. Uh, but then you go a step further, you say there's a false narrative. Well, and, and you, you just said it, uh, Kyle, and the listeners, it, it makes sense to tell the listeners. As a reporter, we only can write with the information that we have on hand. We were getting from Vic Fangio that Juwan James is cleared physically. We're getting from Vic Fangio that the knee injury isn't that serious. We're getting from Vic Fangio that, that James has to be prepared mentally and emotionally to play. Right. Okay, we go to, you know, several times went to James in that corner of the locker room last year. And he didn't want to go there. He wouldn't speculate on his injury. He wouldn't say when, uh, if he had a problem with the coach or the medical staff. He just was, you know, grumpy. And all of a sudden now he whines. Um, you know, I think, the, I, I think the Broncos are better off with Eli Wilkinson at right tackle. I mean, am I going too far there? I don't think so because I think Wilkinson is going to be able to stay healthy. He'll be able to build on some of the better play during the last half of uh, 2019. You know, I got a couple of questions saying, hey, will James even be back? The contract is very penal to move on from, but I wouldn't rule out the Broncos giving up a day three pick as a salary dump just to get them off their, get them off their hands, get them off their books. 
So Juwan James quickly going down as one of John Elway's worst signings, perhaps the worst if indeed, like you said, Ryan, he's played his final game in a Broncos uniform. It was just three of them after signing that big money deal. So looking at the depth now on the offensive line and not taking a, a tackle up high in the draft, obviously maybe coming back to bite him a little bit now. Elijah Wilkinson slated to start on the right side at right tackle. He started 12 games there last year when James was injured. And then Garrett Bowles, a bit of a reprieve. reprieve. It seemed like he was going to be in a competition with Wilkinson at left tackle, but he looks like the opening day or opening game starter at left tackle once again. Well, I'll start with the draft. And, you know, Jerry Judy in the first round was a no-brainer. Right. Um, I would have went corner in the second round, maybe offensive tackle in the third or fourth round. They, They decided not to. They were committed to James as their right tackle. They felt he was healthy, and by all accounts, he was. You know, once you get into day three, um, I, I was fine with them not taking a tackle then because it was probably a guy who wasn't going to make their team. And they felt with Wilkinson, they have a very good swing tackle, which I think he would have filled that role very well. Um, you know, but now now there's a depth issue. Bowles is going to be the left tackle. As Vic Fangio says, his job to lose. They don't expect them to lose because there's no preseason games in which he can lose it. You know, Wilkinson, a right tackle. After that, you got, uh, you know, Ushton Schlotman. You could put more of a guard center, but I guess he could kick outside. You got, uh, you know, Jake Rogers who started the finale last year at right tackle. You got Quinn Bailey. So it, it does leave a lot to be desired. There are some veterans out there like Jared Valdir, who was the Broncos right tackle in 2018, that maybe toward the end of camp, the Broncos say, hey, maybe we sign one of these veterans to a one-year deal. Tell him you're going to be a backup. And so it's... And I thought Fangio put it well. It's like, hey, anytime you lose a player that you feel is a good player, your depth does take a hit. It's not the ideal time, but you know, it's, it's uh, you know within the, the player's right to do uh, to opt out, and that's what James did. Again, folks, first in Orange Podcast, Ryan O'Halloran, Kyle Newman. We're going to round out the show here. Looking forward. And what are the Broncos up to this week in terms of meetings on the practice field? I know, obviously, Vic on Tuesday said live practice periods are a possibility. What's the best course for that? And, Ryan, how are the Broncos going to really get into the rhythm of the season as, you know, still a lot of question marks and, and uncertainty here moving forward? Well, it was just divide this into phases. You know, right now from August 3rd to 11th, they're in an acclimation period, which is 60 minutes of weight room, 60 minutes of on-field conditioning, which is the videos that you're seeing on the Broncos' social media feeds. And during those walkthroughs, the coaches can be out there. Um, August 12th to the 16th, that's sort of phase two. Uh, you can be on the field uh, 90 minutes with a 50-minute increase every couple days. And, uh, you know, and starting October 4th, uh, excuse me, October, August 14th is when Fangio said their first practice is going to be held. That's non-padded. And then you get into August 17th. You can put on the pads. Uh, you can go more than two hours. You have 14 padded practices until September 6th. So, I mean, right now, what they're doing for this week and next week is almost like an off-season program of your OTAs, your mandatory minicamp, minus the helmets. Then you get in, you know, get them in shape. Then you get the guy in pad, get the guys in pads, and get ready for September 14th. But, you know, what Fangio said on Tuesday was, hey, you know. These guys came back in shape, so they should be, uh, you know, confident for that. So they haven't had to hold anybody back in terms of that. And they said the biggest part is you guys want to be here. Uh, they've only had two players opt out. Paco was not going to make the team, 
so they feel like they have a lot, a lot of investment uh, by this roster trying to fix what's gone wrong the last couple of years. Of course, Ryan and I will have complete coverage of Broncos training camp as it unfolds and Denver progresses towards the regular season. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team and give us a follow on Twitter at Ryan O'Halloran and at Kyle Newman DP. For Ryan and myself, appreciate you listening in to the show here today, folks. And until next time, take it easy.